Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome okay, to the Grindcast. Simon Area is here. Get ready. Get ready. It's a new day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day, and today is going down. We're going to have two parts of this. I knew I couldn't wrap it all up in one. It's just too much. Too much juice, too much fire, too much sexiness with Big Perm in the house. We, we, we got to make sure that we give this its, its proper time, okay? So this is going to be split into two sections. This is pod. This is going to be titled a podcast with champions. Okay, a podcast, and and I'll explain it because uh, Justin was a state champion two times. Yes, baseball and football. Four year oh. starter in college, been dominating this business, crushed it in track. Uh, but Justin's J- Justin's a, a, a champion m- many times in his life. Greg is a champion. He's won, he's won belts boxing as a as a professional. He owned his own uh, business at a young age. was 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 super successful, and uh, you know he's he's just a savage and a, a menace to society. But he's <laughs> he's actually started to calm himself down, and he's flipped all of that all, all of that uh, uh, energy into positivity and helping other people. And is crushing it now in in yet another another business. So we're gonna call this podcast with champions. So let me first start out with the thing that I think everybody can relate to the most, which is obstacles. You know, there's there's no way to kind of reach peak levels of performance in anything without having a few obstacles in your life. So you know what I would say is is can you name a few obstacles in your life that have made you better in life and in in business so maybe let's let's give it to let's give it to greg but first before we pass it to greg this is perm's first show like this is going to be a fixture we we uh we enhance steel bar beams underneath the ground (laughs) and and perm is going to be a fixture here this is going to be his seat for as long as the chair could hold up so greg (laughs) okay greg you want to start us off with with you know, any obstacles you could think of in your life? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Jesus, where do I start? <clears throat> uh, obstacles. So, injuries. Uh, my daughter being sick with cancer. Talk about it, though. Uh, what do you mean injuries? You know, or let's just start <laughs> off with uh, with that. We'll start off with injuries. You know, uh, I blew both of these suckers out in 12 months' time. Both of them. Biceps. The Both year. biceps. Yep. You'll see these nasty-ass scars here you know, uh, tore them right off the bone, you know, while I was trying to, uh, you know, compete, uh, in mixed martial arts, very, very beginning in my career. And, you know, I love to work out. I love to, to lift weights and, and look good and feel good. So imagine, you know, just, I mean, you did the same thing. You did yeah, the same thing. You got to watch oh. your friends. As yeah. soon as I became friends with you, I blew my right bicep out. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate you got that. better looking, though, too. Three out of four biceps blown out over here. Hang on there, big Justin, fella. too. J- J- Justin Dang. blew his out Don't. after Farm we met next. you. Perm's going to leave here. watch out, dog. On the way. <laughs> no, but just not being able to, uh, you know, do that, uh, work out every day. Uh, you have to do other things. You have to rest. You know, I'm not very patient, as you know. So, you know, once you're used to doing something, you get in that routine and you got to switch it up. You know, that sucks. Uh, you know, so injuries. Um, I had a lot of obstacles as a younger man, like in my early 20s. Uh, I got into a lot of trouble. Uh, after my daughter was diagnosed with leukemia uh, when she was four years old, 
I just lost my damn mind. Like I lost it. I, I, I didn't know how else to, um, to take it. Right. But it, it, right. Was, it was hard. Outlet. So, so I got in a lot of trouble, yep. you know, uh, some charges that are on my record to this day that will, you know, probably be on there for the rest of my life that I'm not, uh, you know, proud of, but th that's the only way I knew how to express myself at the time. And those turned into, you know, getting uh, on probation, you know, which a lot of you that have been on probation, once you're in the system, you know, it's set up to keep you in the system. It's hard to get out. No doubt. Then you get in trouble again and they extend it. So I kept getting in trouble. And that's when I was um, introduced to mixed martial arts and boxing because that's how I kind of got my frustrations out in, in the world. So that's a that's a big one. Uh, being successful at an early age I, I from the moment i was 19 20 years old i started making a lot of money I, I opened up a business when i was 20 21 it was extremely successful uh was very very successful in the construction industry um but i lost it i lost everything uh because of the events that happened after you know my daughter got sick so that's another so you got it you already listed a few good solid obstacles it, it can you pick any of those or all of those and, and say how did each one of those obstacles affect you in a positive manner absolutely in life because because you know we always get these learning experiences yeah so as a young man like 23 24 25 i was paying myself a lot of money salary you know uh like twenty thousand dollars a month as a young person i didn't realize how fortunate i was and then going from doing that, I mean, all my bills were paid through the business, you, your car payments, your insurances. So literally everything, I'm just, it was taken care of. I mean, you own business, you know how that works. But when I lost it all, I mean, I had real estate that I lost with it as well. Um, but going from making that to making nothing, you know, in the same year really uh, taught me, you know, to be fortunate uh, and responsible further in life because you know never take for granted uh what you what you had or what you have yeah. uh, but it made me hungrier because i wanted it back i wanted it even more for sure you know so that, that that's a good lesson i guess is, Love it. Is, is that for sure justin how about you what obstacles stick out and maybe you could tie them together of yeah. how you think it makes you better today oh yeah um I mean, just looking at my life, I think the first one was, uh, of course, I mean, a lot of people know uh, when I was 12 years old, lost my mother from breast cancer. I think that obstacle just taught me how to deal with loss, um, how to move forward, understand that it's part of life. And, uh, you know, good things happen to I mean, bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was able to see how my dad, you know, uh, handled it, uh, how he kept his family going. We weren't without anything. And uh, I just thought it made me just a better, well-rounded person because I saw him handle it very, very well. Uh, when I was in high school, you know, one thing that happened also that was an obstacle. I felt like I was a really good baseball player. You said, you know, uh, down the road we ended up winning the state championship. Yeah. Uh, but as a freshman, you know, I wanted to play varsity. Who, who wouldn't want to? Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, no, you have to play, you know, freshman and JV. So I said, no problem. Uh, but as a sophomore, you know, I was getting better. Uh, they did pretty good, and I wanted to play varsity. And uh, they said, no, you can't play varsity. So I didn't, I didn't play baseball that year, and I ran track. And uh, that was a big obstacle in my life because I saw that, you know, for something that I loved for so many, so many years, I wasn't able to do. But I excelled at track because I put my mind into it, and I got, you know, really committed to it. And we went to state, you know, also in track. Um, 
you know, in, in business, you know, one of the obstacles that I had with a lot of people don't don't know about me is when I first, you know, graduated from from uh, from Mercyhurst with you as well. You know, I went to play arena football for a little bit, got cut there, uh, learned that, you know, I wasn't as big enough or as good as I thought I was. So I had to, you know, start to find a job, find a career. Well, my first career, Morgan Stanley, I was there for a year and they cut everybody in the training program. So a lot of people just hear the Morgan Stanley, I worked there, but no, I was searching for a job. But because I had built so good relationships, you know, I got a job at Fifth Third and I was doing really, really good at Fifth Third, was managing, you know, a lot of people's money. And uh, that's when you came into play and I joined He was American watching my Income. money. He was breaking the rules. <laughs> yes. He was looking at my yes. accounts and he said, I saw your accounts going I up. Did. So I what had are you to ask you. <laughs> hey, hey, you got you to you find out who has the money. Love it. <laughs> and, Love it. And, and I think those were, were, were a lot of in life, you know, and also in business that made me just want to keep pushing uh, the, uh, the, the finish line back. You know, it's not about, you know, where you're going unless you just keep pushing that finish line back and those obstacles just taught me how you know that you know you're gonna have troubles in this world it's not about what happens to you it's about how you respond to it mm-hmm. amen amen that's why they call you the horse right <laughs> how'd you know let's go <laughs> i think that's because of some go <laughs> perms opening words ladies and gentlemen was yes. that's why yeah, they call go. you the horse, he says. Big Perm repping his own T-shirt. I feel uh, you, big dog. Hey, this is this is your show today. So, Perm, feel free to interject. Stop me at any time. Of course, okay. You know it. I'm gonna be your. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the co-pilot in that respect. So, there you go. Um, Greg, um, and then Justin. You know, how do you think, if at all, anything from boxing, anything from MMA that transferred over into business or life that you grabbed out of that, Justin? Anything from from uh, football, four-year starter in college, you know, and captain in high school and, and stuff. So what, what, if anything, stands out from lessons from that that helped you in the business situation today? Mm-hmm. The harder you work, the, the more you put in, the more you get out. You know, the, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Uh, it's just not with sports. It's with, it's with everything. It's with life. Oh. It's with business. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the first time you go into a boxing gym you know you're, you're probably going to get your ass beat <laughs> do, you, right. do you return Amen. or right. do you quit come on you know the, come on. the first time you truth open up a business the first time you do anything in, in business uh your first week your first month your first year your first 10 years you might get pounded you might lose but do you keep showing up you know it's it's, it's the same thing you know you have to Amen. be gritty and Amen. keep moving forward truth you know amen oh yeah i mean sports it taught me it taught me commitment uh that you know nothing comes fast uh you got to work for everything you're going to get most people try to cut corners because they're impatient or they don't want to develop and 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 take part of the process Mm -hmm. and sports was just another way because i got hurt in sports before taught me that wasn't invincible uh that you did have to work for things uh that a lot of things in life if you want them for yourself you can't get alone i know greg was a boxer but you know, a lot of the sports Number I Jack. played, you know, were, 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 were team sports. And you can't win a state championship by yourself. You can't, you know, score a touchdown just by yourself. You need a bunch of players committed to the process in order to get that job done. And it also taught me patience. You know, we didn't win the state championship as a freshman. We won it as a senior, you know, and in, and in baseball as a junior. So it taught me, you know, when you work hard, good things happen, but you got to be consistent and you got to be patient. You just got to be willing to be not satisfied with 
anything that happens. You always got to keep going. I think, um, you know, another thing that, that Justin, I would say that is one of your better traits um, other than those biceps. <laughs> They're big, buddy. They're huge. Perm, can you see some. it over there? I see him, bro. The Look at this. Is this it's a half, half a bicep? It's a half one right here. That's uh, full this is one. the full Jesus one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look at that. And then what, what happened? The, the other one is a half. It it's looks a like a little It's uh, like a roller coaster. Tennis, tennis up, ball. Came down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one, one, one of your strong traits, Jay, is is your is your discipline. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and. You're one of the random, one of the you know few people that at five thirty in the morning when I'm texting people are responding to <laughs> yeah. me like you know they're ready for the day like me. You know what I mean? Like I'm working at five thirty. Yeah. Justin, me and him are getting yeah. stuff done. Uh, you know ready. what I mean? So Jay, that that morning ritual and routine. Yeah. Um. Mo most of the uh, uh, successful people that I've tried to have on here that I've been interviewing all are saying very similar things, but not all. But but most are are having this morning like ritual routine. What what does yours look like, and how you know what would you suggest? You know, is it beneficial to you, and why? Yeah, love the mornings. You know, I, I have family, kids, and I never want to take away from my family. Um, and in order usually to wake up at the time that I wake up, I have to go to bed. You know, at a certain time, I'm trying to go to bed between nine and ten at night, and I wake up at five in the morning every morning. It, it just makes me feel good that I know I'm the only one up other than, of course, Simon. Uh, knowing that I'm beating somebody up. at something, I love competition. And uh, what you taught me, and, and I don't even know if you taught me this or not, but I heard you say it, and I try to catch on to things that people say, always, always being attentive and listening. Uh, he said now he makes sure he develops himself before he works out. So I was just getting up in the morning, just working out, then developing myself. But now from – 5 to 6.30, Monday through Friday. You can ask anybody, my wife. Uh, I'm developing myself on something. Let's go, Jay. Um, you know, and it's something different every day. It might be the Bible. Uh, well, I read the Bible every single day, but the Bible even more for an hour and a half. You know, some leadership stuff, some sales stuff, but it's always accounted for on Sunday, you know, what I'm doing. Then I work out for an hour, 6.30 to 7.30. It doesn't matter if the gyms aren't open. I got to find something to do. Then I shower, then I get the day started because once the day started, now everyone needs me. So if I'm trying to develop myself and 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 work with the people that need me, I'm going to be frustrated. And I found myself frustrated whenever I did that. So I didn't like to be frustrated. I didn't like to be, uh, you know, making sure that I wasn't there for people. So instead of them doing it, I want to sacrifice my time wake up early so now i have divide i have nobody uh rushing me nobody asking me for anything because nobody else is up from 5 to 6 30 and uh, i found it being very 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 helpful uh because if you're not reading developing yourself you got nothing uh to give to anybody else and even if you're not in leadership you know you weren't built you know just to do nothing with your life you know god put you on this world for 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 a reason and what i think is you should be able to give more but you can't give more if you're not feeding yourself mm. Right. Feel that. I love it. Amen. What what you know, what the other day I made a post and it and it was like the fifteen laws, fifteen core yeah. things that, that that I think somebody needs to get down in business. One of those core uh few was was being coachable. Uh, it might have been number one on my list. I think it was the first thing that I listed on there was was being coachable. And and so I think, you know, coachability is not something that comes easy to alpha males, you know, uh, but, you know, I look back on my life and, you know, I think personally, because I was small, I had to be coachable, 
you know, in, in high school, I, I felt like I was coachable. In college, I felt like I was coachable. And even though I was an alpha male, I didn't like to be coached by many people. I wouldn't listen to anybody. Right? No. I wasn't listening no, I can't to no do it. one. I can't do it. But I would listen to my coaches. There was a couple people. And then when I got into this business, I listened to Marcus and, and, and Jim. And I humbled myself to that coaching. And I think that is what made things happen at a faster pace. And so that gave me the yearning to stay in that spirit of coachability because it, it, it worked out. So, you know, I, I think you guys now in leadership, you know, can, can kind of think of people that are super coachable and people that are, you know, maybe need to get more coachable, you know, that you know would get better if they were more coachable. And, uh, and I also think, you know, Justin, you, you still remain super coachable sure. uh, at this stage of the game. And, and Greg, to be real with you, you surprised me. You know, I, I didn't yeah. think you were going to be very coachable at all, uh, <laughs> stereotyping. And, and uh, you've surprised me with your coachability, uh, even though you're stubborn and, and <laughs> you know what I mean, and strong-willed. I knew it was going to be that way, but, but you've, you've, I've been pleasantly surprised in a lot of areas. Like, you know, I, I, I don't worry anymore about, you know, you getting in uh, uh, road rage and, and one, day, <laughs> one day me losing my, you know, one of my top leaders. You know, no, for the most part, I think we've got too much you know shit I mean? to lose now. Look at yeah. this guy. <laughs> but you've been coachable. You know, for, you know they all, we can always get a little better, but, you know, I think you've been, been coachable. So yes. how would you describe what it means to be coachable, you know, for people that you're leading and, and what would be the positive things that people will get out of it when they learn to be coachable? Yeah. Uh, you know, being coachable, it, it's so different because just, let's just take me for instance. You know, I, I've been in roles in my life where I was, you know, uh, the top of the food chain. All right, the decision maker uh, came here. You have to start as a sales agent. You know, we had a plan before we came here. Uh, you know, to get into that role of a leader very fast. You know, it it was fast tracked. And that was the reason why I came. Uh, but, you know, I have to look at other people that have been here for maybe five, six years, and they might be 10, 15 years younger than me, you know, and you have to seek out advice from them. Yeah. It, it may not be the thing that you want to do deep down inside, but you know that they're doing better than you at, at something and you want to know how they did it. Mm -hmm. So you have to be... Uh, the word I'm looking for the most is hu humility. You have to be humble yes. to seek out that guidance and seek out the answers from somebody that may be 25 years old if you're 38. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So being coachable is is really just uh, wanting to be better at, at something. And if it's something new, you know, you're going to have to ask a lot of questions. You're going to have to be coachable or else you're never going to get to where you want to be. Sure. You know, so that, that that's, you know, how I feel here. You know, I, I talk to everybody in this business and I ask them, how'd you do it? You know, and maybe I can have a better way of doing it and, you know, more efficient way. But I'm asking people questions every day, every week. But Oh, yeah. And you've said that. He said that to me before, you know, and Greg is 100 percent. I was coachable when Perm. Perm, I think, taught me how to freak a black him out when I was like 11, 11 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> the freaking the blacks. Where it all started. Uh, nobody better started. than Perm. <laughs> you know? Uh, when I look at coachable, you know, when you look at the words, it's, it's am I able to be coached? 
And I look at it as, you know, sports. You know, in sports, you always got a player and you always got a coach. You know, and in business, you know, it's, you're either the coach or you're the player. So if you're the player, um, you have to follow follow suit. And, and one thing Greg said that was huge is that you got to want more for yourself. You yep. know, if, if you don't want more for yourself, it's kind of hard to be coachable because now you're not listening to anybody but you because you feel like you have all the answers. So I think, you know, when we look at people that are 100% coachable, they just want more for themselves. And, and they're willing to follow this person to be successful. So for me, it was easy for me because I always wanted more. And, you know, when I look at Simon, when I look at Marcus, when I look at all these people, it's easy for me to be coached by them because I see what they have. But also, in the, in the other hand, you know, I see Simon being so humble that he'll take coaching from somebody not doing better than him. So when I see that, I'm like, man, you know what? I can know I can get a little bit better at True being that. coachable too. So I think if you look around and you see people that you admire, people that you look like, and people that you, that you want to be like, you know, look and see how coachable they are. And a lot of times they've been 100% coachable, and that's why they're in the position that they're at. So you got to ask yourself, am I able to be coached, and do I really want the things that my coach is telling me to do? And at the end of the day, you know, you are either that player, you are that coach. And at some point, you will be that coach. And do you want your player, you know, not listening, just like maybe you might not be if you're not being 100% coachable. That's what I always look at that. Right. So I want to swing it over to Big Jesus right now. Okay. I don't know if anybody knows who Big Jesus is, but that's the second name, nickname of Big Perm. Yeah, that's his You got to be in for a while to learn his real name. But for now, it's just going to be Big Perm, Big Jesus. I mean, Jim Trussell wants to be like him, right? Oh, that's what he said, right? He showed up. Shout out to Jim. Shoot some off the top. You know, I don't know if you had anything prepared or not, but even if you're not prepared, (laughs) off the top of your head is fine. Anything you want to talk to these two gentlemen about or ask them or anything? Greg, uh, I, I did see a couple things you had on Facebook, man, which was kind of cool. Uh, wondering, you know, where'd you get your name Lumberjack from? You had a tree that you cut down, and it I don't even know how where to cut. I thought you were going to destroy a home. <clears throat> no, so. It, it, <laughs> I mean, what was that about? No buddy? ropes. Jesus no. Christ, Thank man. God I've, never, put it on I've back. never dropped a tree I mean, on a house. Thank have God. you been doing this for a long time prior to this, or what? Didn't you put it on your back, too? I was self-taught. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, I, you know I, what that is. I came. How, up, how do you become self-taught? <laughs> chop it like a perm. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna go chop these trees right down, now. Dog. I got it. I might hit a house, but don't worry. If we do, we are gonna run. Don't worry. Don't Sorry, observing like other people, that. man. You know, monkey see, monkey do. It's Jeez. the same thing we do here. You know, so I came home from from college, and uh, I wanted to make a lot of money. So. I didn't want to work for anybody. You know, my parents had have a, a, a business. I didn't want to work there. Uh, it didn't intrigue me at all, you know. So I wanted to do my own thing and be independent. Uh, but I also didn't want to work for anyone. Yeah. So I uh, had a few friends that were in the construction. And I've been in, you know, construction my whole life uh, since a young kid. You know, helping my grandfather and my family, big Italian family. They all, you know, had their own remodeling businesses and I did concrete, you know, through high school and, and college with, uh, you know, friends. But I worked for somebody for two weeks, and he let me come wor- uh, work with him, watch him, bid everything, cut trees down. Oh, and didn't. I kind of just went out and bought everything. I got a, a line of credit from the bank. Yep. I bought a, 
bucket truck, chippers, stump grinders, trailers, trucks. Wow. Bucket. I mean, lumberjack for real, huh? And uh, no joke. Yeah. No joke. And I just went at it, man. Went at it. Word of mouth, and then I got into advertising. The Google, you know, searches. Read a book on how to, you know, do Google AdWords and all that shit. And uh, wasn't called the lumberjack then. No. It was called Rudolph Enterprises. You know that I did that for years. And then when I got into the MMA scene, you know, your coach has to name you, has to give you your fight name. Okay, okay. So I was working out with Jeremy Bennett, phenomenal wrestler. He's a beast. And uh, before my first fight, we were training for my first fight. He's like, what are we going to call you? I'm like, I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, your fight name. What are we going to call you? Right now, you're up I said, next. I said, I don't care. Whatever you want. He said, we're going to call you the fucking Lumberjack. Oh. And then it, it just stuck. It stuck. From there. From, from, you from don't now. even want to know we what like I'd it. name you, dog, if I was the coach right now, brother. I, you know what I'm saying? We, on the side, I'd uh, tell on, you that. Not right now. We're going to air. We can't, can't do that. Say it on later on. Jay, how about you, man? How was uh, in, in, in this time that we had for the COVID-19, how have you been with the family? <laughs> Been awesome. nine, rough kids awesome. over there tearing your house up. What's going on? I mean, at first it was it hard, was kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, there I remember school. Greg said he, I said, "Have you <laughs> talked to Justin today?" He said, "I called him and I couldn't hear you. The kids were screaming in the background. I had I had to hang up the phone. <laughs> I have to oh, I have man. to take a walk when yes. they come over to my house. The, the, the three girls." <laughs> And then my son. Ah, oh. oh my God! It's unbelievable, you know. But uh, yeah, at first it was place. hard. It was hard. I mean, they were trying to get acclimated for um, for school, mm-hmm. and I was trying to make my office in the kitchen, you know. So they were down coming in. I'm like, you guys got to stay upstairs. I'll be downstairs. Well, I only worked for about a week. It was it was hard. Uh, I had to buy a new laptop, and uh, you know, then I start working from upstairs, and everything, you know, started to be fine. Coming to the office a little bit. But it was just, you know, another another area in life where you just had to adapt. Yep. You know, and, yep. and what I found out is that if you if you stay calm when you adapt, you know, things will always go out go the best way that they can do. Because a lot of people get emotional, you know, and they and they get all up in their feelings, yep. you know, like Drake yep. said. And uh, you know, you so cannot you cannot make, you know, good decisions when you're all up in your emotions. Mm-hmm. So I tried to stay calm. We figured it out, you know, in a week. And, and uh, you know, it's been it's been going great. Boom. You know, ever since. And Simon, for you, how has it been Uh-oh. for the, uh, long, you know, being a business owner and, and, and holding it down and, and, and just taking care of business? And now we're almost close to reopening all up again. Yeah. How, like, how did you do that? Like, how did you maintain? Uh, I didn't do it alone. Of course not. Uh, it was it was, a, you know, a crew of of people that were i didn't realize how prepared they really were and how good that we really were until this thing hit because everything changed overnight and Mm. and literally we went from an in-home sales force where that's how we make a living to the government shuts it down and we can't go into anybody's home so what do we do And, and, and from the from the corporate all the way up top they were able to flip everything to virtual appointments where we would set appointments and sell them and, and everything logistically would work. And our team within two weeks had it down at like a B level. And, mm. and, and then the next two weeks they had it down about the A level mm. Breaking and about five, six weeks in, I feel like even all the people that didn't want to get on board at first 
were becoming believers and they were becoming good at it. Oh, yeah. And then we yep. started breaking records, like 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 Greg said. That we, we broke the, the record in March. A uh, big part of that, I think, was the motivation off of the idea that Perm gave was for me to give away to Maserati. Let's go. And hey, and, hey. and uh, yeah, so that that worked out. So we'll do that one. You know, give you another shot at the next idea there, Big P. Let's but go. but that one that one worked out. And and then to see what we just got done doing right now. Uh, this this month actually today, yeah. uh, it's it's just amazing. So, you know, probably the second biggest month that we've ever had in in agency history. Possibly, Let's, possibly uh, first, and and just crushing, crushing it right now. Um, what what I've learned is that great leaders find a way to win. That mm-hmm. that winners find a way to win. Uh-oh. And, and, and if you put people in that environment that are all war-tested and war-proven because nobody's been handed anything and they're Go. real business soldiers, Go. then we'll then away. it don't matter what the battle is. Yeah. Just, just we could, You could Shut switch out. the rules, switch the jerseys. We're going to find a way to win because characteristics of winners transcend mm-hmm. different things. Oh, yeah. You Let's go. Everybody out there, the whole Aries agency team's out there. Let's go. Yeah. So wh- why don't we wrap out? the the first uh the first session uh before we get into part two why why don't we wrap it up with um you know i think both of you have in common this uh ability to not uh, let your mind get uh comfortable with the status quo you know what i mean like like greg's broke (laughs) is is like you know most people's Uh, dreams you know what i'm saying so but but i get it I get the mindset because mm-hmm. I do the same thing to yeah. myself. So you, what you do is you trick your mind mm-hmm. that this is not enough money here. Mm-hmm. Just like you might have three fifteen on the bench, and you like this ain't enough, dog. We got to go mm-hmm. ahead and put four mm-hmm. plates on there. Mm-hmm. You know, just just we got to keep it pushing and progressing. And if you don't avoid that mindset, then you start to fall back. I get it, right. but the mindset is what one person would be celebrating as a dream. You know, Greg thinks is he's broke. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His check, like it, his check, he expects to be quad, you know, quadruple. And so I, I think that that mindset, a lot of people in your shoes, both of you, would be comfortable. You know, because neither one of you are are, are broke. You know, so it's like okay, it, it, most people get to a point where it's like all my bills are paid. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now, all your bills are paid with your renewals. Right. You paid off so much stuff with, with, with your money. All your bills might be paid with, with, with your renewals. And, and you got tons. You guys have more, you know, but but you still continue to reset and, and go and want to go to the next level. And a lot of people will get to a place where their bills are paid. Mm-hmm. No stop. They're, they're doing OK. <laughs> yep. And, you know, a little bit of money in the bank. And that is it. And, and I've watched many of talented folks lose the momentum yeah. doing stuff like that. What mm-hmm. is the mindset what what how would you coach others on yeah. coaching others or how would you you know what goes on in your mind to keep you above that status quo so i mean the 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 battle always is on the inside you know in your mind it's not on the outside and you know for me right now what keeps me going is is the people you know it's not about me anymore it's about the people and you know it's great that i got all my bills paid through renewals but now i want all greg's i want all steves i want everybody who I'm in charge of, you know, it's not about, you know, what you get. It's about what you give. And I talked about that earlier. You know, it's about, you know, are you able to give yourself, you know, to people? And then you got to have goals. You know, you got to have goals. 
Uh, and it might look like all my goals are accomplished, but they're not. You know, you got to have that vision. And, and we got action plans set up. Marcus talks about it all the time. VGA, vision, goal, action plan. And I have that set up. So in my mind, I'm always thinking about that and understanding that bad things are going to happen. It's, it's, it's inevitable. But Can you got to keep it. You got to keep it moving. And that mm-hmm. battle, I always try to make sure that my mind is good with my mind, my body and my spirit. We say it over and over again, but people have to get it. You know, you got to be working on these things, you know, so that helps me with my mind whenever things happen. And whenever I know I got everything, I'm thinking about Greg. I'm thinking about, you know, uh, uh, Zach Garbrandt, brand new. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, people that depend on me and I got to keep moving or I got to retire and be done. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not done yet. Yep. Yep. I love that. You know, that's good. That you're always thinking about other people. You know, I was taught that a long time ago. <clears throat> and the, sure. the more you give, the more you'll receive. Sure, hundred. And the yeah. more you give without any expectation of anything in return, Boom. the better it will be, you know, for for you. Uh, so that's a good point. Uh, but me, as far as being broke, you know, I'm just uh, I don't get complacent, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's the people that I choose to to be in my circle too yeah. has a lot to do with it. You know, everybody that I either you know associate with you know with what we do here or or outside they have more than me and i'm competitive as shit and i want that too and and i i want to be able to leave a legacy i want to be able to be part of that one percent so i i think it's just because i'm very competitive i look at someone else like why the fuck don't i have that yes why aren't i building a 10 million (laughs) dollar house why can't I have that car? Why can't and it just pisses me off and I get pissed. I think, you know, when I asked Marcus, when we when I interviewed Marcus on here, I asked him what number one, what's the number one characteristic that you see in all people that come into this business and smash it? And the first thing that he said to me competitive. was competitive. Yeah. That's it. You got to be competitive. Any any way you cut it up, slice it, I think what you said is is not unique. To, to you, I think it's unique to most people that mm. go to that level. At some point you, in your mind, you have to say, I'm just as, as, as good as this person. Yeah. If I'm willing to do the work, why can I not have that and, oh. and go to, and go to and that I don't level. want it all for me either. I want to be able to. That's the key. I, right. I, that, that's, the, that's the key. I want to be able to touch everybody in, in, a, in a way that I meet. I want to be a, There's so much stuff that I see every day that I want to contribute to, but I know that I can't. You know what I mean? Like there's so there's been posts that I've seen of kids getting their like their dirt bike stolen or yes. something and they're heartbroken. I just want to go buy them a dirt bike mm-hmm. or I want to someone just lost a kid and they I want to give them. Some, I, there's so much that I want to do yep. to, for oh, yeah. other people. Sure. Yep. All the people that work for me here, I want to be able to pay their rent if they can't make the payment or pay their so much. I want to do I want to leave my daughter something yes. i want to leave my son a legacy i want to leave my if something happens to me i want my wife to be able to be you know live her lifestyle so it's not all about me like i i love nice stuff i love nice cars clothes <laughs> no things doubt. like that material things but it's about helping other people as Absolutely. well and, and i want to be able to do that where it doesn't you know affect me I, I love it i think you know that that's that's going to be a wrap for uh for session one part one of this and uh, so I just want to thank you guys, uh, Greg, Justin, uh, thank you. Perm, get, getting ready to get it in Let's go. Uh, c- uh, completely permanently yeah. over here. Yep, and uh, here. I just want to I want to encourage you all to stay strong out there mentally, stay as strong 
as this chair that's holding up Big Perm over here. <laughs> you're gonna be all right. Right. All right. Yeah. Thanks for Yo. joining us on another episode <laughs> of the Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying, trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, bud.